0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. I'm Robin Wong. This is episode number 230, and I hope you're having a fabulous day. Thank you for taking time out to listen to this podcast. So glad you're here. And I want to talk to you about are you asking the right questions? You know, are you focusing on the right thing to get to the goals that you want, whatever they might be? Um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, my guess is that you want better health and whatever that looks like for you. And so, which is wonderful. I work with people all the time. That's what their goal is. Their goals are different, but the underlying goal is they want to feel good every single day. They want to, you know, embrace their life and be active and vital and all those things. And so this idea of asking the right questions um, came up to me because you know, came up for me because I was, uh, this past week, I had the opportunity to go and give a presentation to our local seniors, which I love doing. I love volunteering doing that and just giving them small tips that they can do to make healthier choices uh, so that they can have active vital lives and spend their time with friends and playing cards and being outside and visiting their neighbors instead of going to the doctor instead of having to be sick from taking medications and or feeling horrible. So, you know, the big takeaway for many of them is, you know, some of these changes can be very small. We just want to do them consistently. But during that, um, at the end of that presentation, I was asked, I, I, I'm always around for questions. And one of the questions that somebody was really um, interested in was, you know, if, you know, we talked about in, in the presentation, I talked about oils and fats and how to re, we want to reduce them in our cooking and in our foods and reading labels and all these things that you y'all have listened to me talk about many times, and they, they just couldn't you know one of this, this one particular person couldn't quite understand, well, if I you know, don't eat certain foods that might have those, those things in it, I'm not going to get other nutrients. For example, how do I get enough calcium? if I don't eat yogurt, because yogurt has saturated fat in it, right? It's a dairy product. And even the plant derived sources, she didn't feel like had enough calcium if they were enriched. And I don't know if they were or not, but I don't know what her her choices were. But this whole idea of getting enough calcium. And while this podcast is not about calcium per se, it's about you asking the right questions to get to achieve your goals and so when you think about use calcium as an example um you know she was very fixated on the only place she could get it was from dairy products you know that was the only way it was it was the the biggest amount because she had compared her labels and that sort of thing you know but the question you really need to be asking and so that's that's fine it's like, you know, eat one big, so in, so it's a very reductionist sort of way of looking at things. You know, I'm only want to eat something that's going to give me calcium without looking at what else is coming with that food that might not be helpful. Are you following me with this? So, so for example, let's use yogurt as an example. Yes, it has calcium. Okay. So that's going to meet her, her first requirement, Right. But what else comes with that yogurt? You know, There's a good chance, so I don't have a label in front of me, but I know it's a dairy product, so it's gonna have saturated fat in it. I don't know if it has cholesterol, but a lot of animal products do. I might not have um, a lot, but you'd have to look at the label. And then my guess is, if it's a fruit sort of um, flavored sort of yogurt, there's probably some added sugar, sometimes a lot of added sugar. Um, And if it's not added sugar, and it's sugar-free then it probably has an artificial sweetener this is where you have to make that choice okay am i benefiting my body um because i'm getting the calcium that i want you know and that's awesome but is it being offset by these other ingredients that are packaged with it okay and that's for you to decide um you know or you could think out of that box and ask the question Is there another way to get calcium in my diet that doesn't have those things in it and is a more healthful choice overall? And this is, I use calcium as an example because this was fresh in my mind from this talk. But I I hope you're going through the same problem solving and sort of um, flow diagram, in other words, for everything, for everything that you're choosing. And more importantly, then the next question is like, okay. Um, yes, if the answer is yes or no or whatever, then you go to the next level of qualifying and you say, okay, well, I know that my body needs to absorb the calcium. So then the question should be is, well, what is the bioavailability of that calcium, right? That's coming in that food product. And when you think of, you know, so you'll see that you'll see it on the label, what it is, um, for example, you know, maybe it's. Uh, 300 milligrams of calcium per cup, which you, you know, might be in a dairy food product. And what we know about that is often for dairy, about 30% of that is actually, you know, actually absorbed by your body. Okay. And so, and be absorbed and used. But then you could also look at a plant food like a leafy greens. And this is where you also can look at where else is calcium found? Well, by golly, it's found in leafy greens, right? It's found in a plant the plant world too. And, you know, you look at that and go, okay, it has less calcium overall, but it has a higher bioavailability to your body than the dairy has. So if you look at maybe bok choy, uh, which is delicious. I love it in my stir fries. Uh, it contains about 160 milligrams of calcium per one cup of it. Remind, it it, it shrinks down, right? So a cup. Um, and and, and 100, 100 milligrams of that 160 will be absorbed, okay? And so just know that, um, I'm sorry, 50% of that will be absorbed. So let me correct myself. My notes are a little scribbly. Uh, you eat a cup of bok choy, And that would contain about 160 milligrams of calcium per cup. And then it is a higher bioavailability of 50% compared to the 30% of the dairy. And so about 80 milligrams, so half of it, okay, is is, is absorbed and used. And so what you're doing is you're actually, you know, beating and more importantly, what is it not bringing with it? So it's not bringing saturated fat. It's not bringing cholesterol. It's not bringing added sugar, any of those things. And it has another bonus that it is bringing is actually bringing fiber, all right, so that, that the dairy products don't have. So this is, this is what I mean by are you asking the right questions and really looking at it. Instead of looking at it from just a one nutrient sort of aspect, are you really... Um, choosing the best choice for you. And so, and that's just for a cup of bok choy. And my guess is you would probably eat more than a cup of just bok choy, right? So what else could you possibly be eating? You could be eating, you know, other foods that go with that. You could be eating winter squash, or you can have a handful of almond soup through the the days. You could be other leafy greens, you know, kale and spinach and mustard and collard greens. And you might add some calcium-fortified food in there, you know, um, as well. Edaname, it's or tofu. They're often, tofu often is made with um, some calcium. So this is the idea. And then you might use a, a fortified food from a plant-based milk. Again, because if you're using a plant-based milk, you're not getting the saturated fat. And so this is what I want you to start weighing for yourself is, yeah, you want more calcium, of course, but is are you getting it from the best source possible and what is coming with it that you might not want so that's kind of the first step and then the second step especially in terms of calcium is all right i'm taking in all this calcium i really focus on that but is my vitamin d is it at optimal levels that are also going to help me absorb that calcium all right and so without adequate vitamin d the the body absorbs probably no more than ten to fifteen percent of our dietary calcium, okay, and um, and it's even if you are deficient with vitamin D, then it, and and it's probably even less than that, okay. So this is based on the NIH's um, you know uh, informational sheet from uh, on calcium and vitamin D. Now you need calcium. You do. Um, It has a big job to do, but you also want to have enough vitamin D so it can do its job. And you want to be eating enough foods that, you know, bring a lot of, you know, bring it in to your body, but you don't want to bring in the bad stuff. That's going to harm your body. Okay. So this is what I mean when I say, are you asking the right questions? So I want us to have you start learning to problem solve through this. Okay. Just do that. I mean, you can do it for so many different things. Um, if you're, if you're truly worried about getting enough, um, calcium, you can, you can, um, you know, take a supplement. Um, I think supplements of calcium, you need to be really careful about what's in them. Uh, there's been some research that sometimes they have things that we don't want in them. I think I, I like to have my clients actually really lean into, uh, foods that are going to, um, you know, bring calcium throughout the day. So you're not getting these mega doses through yogurt or something, you know, at once. I'd rather have it be kind of throughout the day and all your other uh, foods. So you're just getting kind of a constant stream of it. And and it happens if you're eating a very diverse diet. And that's what I really stress with, with my clients. And then the other thing is this idea that, you know, the job that calcium has in the body is that, you know, it it keeps your body sort of in equilibrium, in other words, you know, it's it's kind of the it wants to keep everything kind of stable, your pH and, and all of that. And so what happens is when your levels of calcium um, drop too low, then in the blood, your parathyroid hormone, it actually signals the bones to release calcium into the bloodstream. And this that hormone also activates vitamin D. You see how those two work together to improve the absorption of calcium in the intestines. So at the same time, your um, parathyroid hormone signals the kidneys to reach less calcium in the urine because it wants because that's where it goes. You, it wants to hold on to it. And so when the body has enough calcium, a different hormone called um, calcitonin works to do the opposite. It lowers calcium levels in the blood by stopping the release of calcium from bones and signaling the kidneys to get rid of the excess calcium in, in your urine. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a complicated system. So it's not as easy as just eating more yogurt, okay, to get your calcium up. Especially if you're doing it for osteoporosis, we know that, you know, weight-bearing exercise is super important. right to for your bone health because you need to be stressing the bone to have it not um, to keep kind of laying down new bone as we age you don't lay down new bone but you want to hold on to what you have so just know it's really a complicated system it's never as easy as just one single supplement or one single food item with that in it to make everything work it's it's all a symphony okay it's very synergistic And yet, as a culture, we really look at things from a very reductionist uh, standpoint. Uh, You look at things as this, we believe this particular substance in this food product helps with lowering inflammation or building bones or lowering cholesterol. And they extract that out of the food and then make it into a pill that we all flock to go take, right? Um, Because it's easier just because it's easier. So, you know, often I think about there's so many things we don't understand how they work together in a food. And again, things are very synergistically. So are we really missing out? So this, this kind of comes to mind when I think of um, vitamin C. You know, if you eat an apple, you know, or, or some other fruit or, you know, you get and vegetables too, you get vitamin C and, but what else comes with it? a bunch of other micronutrients, a bunch of fiber, a bunch of water, you know, plus it's delicious, all those things, plus it fills up your stomach. I mean, all these things that you just don't get from a pill. And so I want you to really start kind of moving away. I certainly do use supplements on when I start with my clients to get them started, because most of them have been um, not eating a very healthful diet, even though they think they are. And so we do help them boost uh, what's going on. But ultimately, I want them getting what they need from their food. And that requires, you know, eating a a diverse menu, eating a lot of um, plant derived foods and really going low on, you know, those foods that we know don't create good gut health. Right. So there's a lot to it. Um, I can't cover it all here in a short podcast, but um, this is exactly how I, I, I teach my clients and have them start getting these skills so that they know how to ask the right questions and they understand the kind of the process of what even questions to ask. Because what I see with a lot of people is they just read the media and they're like, I know I need more calcium. I'm worried, worried about um, osteoporosis. Or I know I have inflammation, so I need to take turmeric pills. Okay, and you know there's there's other ways, especially with inflammation. We know that wow, if you change what you're eating, you know, and you would, and 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 you use some turmeric like in the form of curry and as a spice, you would really reduce that inflammation a lot, and not have to take those supplements like that. You can do it a very natural way, but that takes some knowledge, it takes some effort. And many, many people don't want to do that. But you're also just giving your body more of what it needs, and letting it heal itself. And that's the beauty. That's where you start really feeling good. And you start seeing a difference. Because if you're taking, especially with inflammation, if you are taking a pill to offset inflammation, but every single meal you're eating foods that are firing up that inflammation, you know, you're not going to feel a difference because those pills can only cover so much. And you're just, you know, you really need to go to the underlying cause of what's causing the inflammation and go there. And then let the pills help you. But you have to make some changes first. And that's usually in how you're eating, how you're sleeping, how you're moving how you're handling stress. Okay. So I hope this helps. Um, you know, I, it's really about, I want you to start thinking about, am I asking the right questions? Am I really leaning in too much on, you know, what I'm understanding in, in really snippets of information, where are you getting your information? Has it been vetted? Um, you know, that sort of thing. That's always good. And everybody has their favorites for where they get their information. And, you know, ask yourself, where am I getting it? That's another really great question. You know, is, is it is it a media machine? Even though they might have initials behind the, that last of their name, you know, and have some um, expertise, you know, read the research. Are they, are they using valid research um, to back their claims up? And I talk to a lot of people and they'll tell me some of the, you know, things that they believe about nutrition and about health. And I'm just like, where are you getting this stuff? Okay. And I know it's, it's on the internet. There's, and the internet's a wonderful th- source, but, and, and you there's a lot of smart people that follow, you know, that share information. Um, but everybody has kind of their, their bias. I, I admit to having one. You know, I really believe um, eating whole foods, especially leaning into those more plant-derived foods, um, you know, really bring better health long-term. And, you know, we need to, and, and not only is it better for our health, it's better for the environment. It's better for the future of, of um, people, of their health and of, of, of our environment. So, you know, you guys do you. Um, If you're listening to me, maybe you're on the same page as I am. That's awesome. Um, If you're not, you might be going on this, you know, no, I don't buy into that. That's your choice. That's your choice. I just know from how I work with my clients and I see the results all the time. When we start really teaching them how to change what they're eating and eating more and fueling their bodies really well where their bodies are just thriving they get off their meds. They lose weight. They start sleeping better. They get their energy back. Their GI systems calms down. Their autoimmune flare ups reduce. It's like magic, and I don't. And there's no magic solution. It's hard work, making those changes. Um, but when they have the help and they have the guidance, and that's what we give them, it it is. It's a beautiful thing. So if that's where you are. And you're just tired of spinning your wheels. You feel stuck. You're tired of spinning your wheels. Reach out to me. You know, let's see if we're a good fit to work together. Um, let's see if I can help you. If it's the right time for you to um, make that commitment to yourself, because it's up to you. I can't fix you. I can't cure you. I can help you. I can educate you. I can, you know, encourage you. But it ultimately comes down to you. It's your health. And so this is what I, you know, tell people. It's like, it's like, you know, you have to be ready to make the changes and you have to pretty much be in a crisis mode bef- and just say, I just don't know what else to do before people will ask for help. So, if you know, I'd encourage you not to wait that long, but if you do, that's okay. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. So you can reach out to me at Robin at nutrition with Robin or go to nutritionwithrobin.com. Check me out. And uh, hope to have you back listening to me. Hope you have a great day. Uh, talk to everyone soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time. And I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.